Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Arsecast here on Arseblog. Uh, this is me, Arseblogger. Oh, you realize, of course, that this isn't the Arseblogger that you're used to hearing for the previous 99 episodes and all but seeing as it's uh, episode 100 today I just thought that it was time to come clean the first one I remember thinking God they'll take the mick out of my voice something rotten they'll think I'm just some old Irish bloke and so you put on a voice which might sound like you know what you're doing but I just can't keep living the lie it's impossible these days Meet people in real life and you have to put on the same voice all the time. It's just mentally very draining, you know. So today we're going to do the arse cast the way it should have been done from the start. Some of you might not like it. But I feel that honesty is the only way forward from here on in. So coming up on this show we've got uh, Adi Bayor. Um, also, the man in the bar will be here doing his funky stuff. <laughs> uh, we'll have uh, a boy. We'll be at home with him, as you might have gathered over Arscast in the past. And uh, the wheelchair fella, uh, Gunnar Holly, I mean, uh, Arson Wenger Hawkins, uh, will be here as well. So sit back and uh, enjoy the show. Oh, that's great theme music, isn't it? Yeah, I really like that. It's got a great beat. So it does. And <coughs> <coughs> yes, back to normal. Somewhat now. Okay, yes. Uh, okay, well, welcome uh, to Arscast number 100, which is a lot of Arscasts. When you think about it, half an hour each, more or less, on average, that's 50 hours. So if you were stuck on a desert island with only your iPod, which somehow hadn't managed to get, you know, completely damaged in the water as you made your way to shore, perhaps you were catapulted to shore. We leave aside that part because that's not the issue. You would have almost or over two days of Arsecast to listen to. Yeah. Uh, help put you out of your misery, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, as uh, seeing as we've got to 100, and seeing as so many of you uh, continue to listen, I, I'd like to thank you all very, very much uh, for all the downloads every Friday and all the uh, the emails and the messages left on the machine, etc., etc. Thank you all so much. Uh, and here we are at 100. Uh, as I said, all those things coming up, Addy Bayor, Man in the Bar, Abue, Arsenegger Hawkins, uh, and I'll be chatting to Gunnar Hollick uh, from GunnarHollick.com about Manchester United, about uh, the Carling Cup game, and about the Villa game coming up tomorrow. So, between the last Arscast and this Arscast, the last Arscast, uh, yeah, we were worried, weren't we, all of us? You can say you weren't, but I know you were. We were all worried going into that game against Manchester United. 
we were worried that another defeat might have such a terrible effect on the season. Of course, we were all hoping that a win could get things back on track and spark things off again. And, by Jove, a win is what we got. And it was a tremendously enjoyable game of football. Uh, I think probably uh, the most nervous I've been watching a game of football for, I don't remember. I, I really don't remember. Um... I, I did say on the blog about the, maybe the Chelsea game when, when Gallas scored that goal and we won 1-0 and we were hanging on a bit towards the end. I was nervous then, but not the same kind of nervous. This was almost uncontrollable nervous. Sitting there going, why is my leg bouncing up and down? like Why does my heart feel like it's going to come out of my chest? But it was a great performance. Uh, the team selection, I suppose, obviously dictated a bit by the injuries and the suspensions that we had. Diaby uh, came in in midfield. Um, we played the five. Bentner on his own up top. We defended pretty well. Pretty well. Uh, they did have their chances, particularly in the opening 15 minutes. Uh, and then we got the goal from Nasri. Um, and it just kind of went back and forth, the game. And when you think about the chances they had, particularly that Ronaldo one, you would put money on him to score that, in fairness. Um but we got the second goal, and what a beautiful second goal that was. I think it summed up pretty much uh, everything that's good about Arsenal, uh, that goal. Uh, the passing, the movement, the patience we showed, and then it was sort of a bit slow, slow, quick, quick, slow, but the quick, quick was at the end, if you know what I mean. So it was slow, 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 quick, quick. And what a finish by Nasri. Two goals against Manchester United, the first Arsenal player to do that since Thierry Henry. Uh, and that put us 2-0, and they had their chance with Ronaldo, and it went back and forth, and we lost Almunia, and it was all very entertaining football, uh, I'm sure, if you weren't you know, sitting there shitting yourself, uh, but enjoyable, because we saw what the team was capable of and, and what, their, uh, what their potential is. Of course, it was all a bit hairy at the end when your man, um, what was his name, Raphael, scored that goal, and very good goal it was as well. Uh, but when he scored that goal, and, and then they put up six minutes of injury time, you're thinking, oh, fuck. Fuck. The Spurs game goes straight through your head. And I'm sure it went straight through everybody's head from um, me to you to the players to the manager to everybody. Uh, but we held on. And what an important six minutes those were because um, a point against United wouldn't have been a bad result given the circumstances. However, a point against United when you're leading 2-0 up until the 89th minute would just have been an absolute disaster uh, to get yourself in that position and then to you know uh, throw away those two points uh, like we did in the Spurs game. So uh, it was it was a brilliant win, a brilliant win, an uplifting win, uh, one we badly badly needed. Uh, but still, but still, we we've yet to see quite um, whether or not we've um, overcome the little problems that we have because our problem wasn't against the likes of United, it was against uh, some of the smaller teams uh, and the consistency that we've shown because we've gone out and we've beaten Porto 4-0 and then had a terrible result afterwards. And we've beaten uh, other teams well and then had a terrible result. So we need to see if they can really kick on. Perhaps beating United provides them with a bit more confidence and a bit more belief uh, than beating somebody like Porto, with the greatest of respect to Porto. But if they know they can beat United, then they've got to go into games against everybody else and think, well, you know, if we can beat United, we can beat anyone. 
And that's what they should be thinking. So uh, while it was tremendous and brilliant and thoroughly enjoyable, I think we just need to keep our feet on the ground a little bit, just a little bit. And then if we can beat Villa and if we can get through the rest of this month because it is a tricky month, Man City and Chelsea still to come in the league, well then, uh, we can start getting carried away with ourselves again. Yeah. Uh, And then, of course, we had the Carling Cup game uh, on Tuesday. Uh, average age of no 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 nineteen, and it was it was brilliant. And it, again, it's it's thoroughly enjoyable. Different, of course, in the league because there isn't the same pressure, and there isn't the same importance. With the grace of respect to the Carling Cup, there isn't the same importance. Uh, and the kids, you know, if they go out and they play well and they get a result, it's brilliant. And if they don't, well, you know, at the end of the day, they're just kids and they're you know generally playing against uh, bigger and uh, stronger people. Uh, so it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if they lost. Um, so it's kind of nice to watch football in that pressure-off environment. And you can sit there and, and enjoy it. But they really gave us something to enjoy, didn't they? I mean, it was fantastic. Uh, the performance against uh, against Wigan was brilliant. Uh, guys like Wilshire, who's 16, and you're looking at him at 16 years of age. And look at the way he plays. I'm not sure I've ever really seen a 16-year-old who plays the same way that Jack Wilshire does. As confidently, he's so strong and he's such... I don't I don't know. He's an unbelievable talent. Uh, Ramsey really stood out as well. Vela with his goal. Uh, Jay Simpson with two very good goals. Uh, and all across the team, uh, they deserve a great deal of credit uh, for the way they played, for the way they kept trying to play right until the final whistle. Uh, they've obviously got this Arsenal philosophy drilled into them. Uh, and uh, it's just fabulous to watch. Still a little bit away from Premier League, I think some of them, most of them, in fact. Uh, but the future looks very, very bright when you see things like that. The draw for the Carling Cup, uh, the next round takes place tomorrow. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see who we get. Uh, there are, who's in there? Spurs, uh, Manchester United, Watford are in there as well. Uh, I know I have them written down somewhere, but I can't find them. But you just know it's going to be Spurs, don't you? Definitely, definitely going to be Spurs. That's what I think. Anyway, to chat a little bit more about Manchester United and a little bit more about the Carling Cup and all that kind of stuff, uh, it's time to welcome a proper Arsenal legend on the 100th Arsecast. I am very uh, glad to welcome Gunnar Hollick from GunnarHollick.com. Hello there. Hi, how are you doing, Logs? Congratulations on your century. Thanks very much. 100 not out so, so far. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, okay, well, let, let's talk uh, Carling Cup because uh, we uh, we saw the the performance in midweek from these uh, from these young kids, and it's it's incredible to see them playing in that way. And it poses to me a little bit of a conundrum. A sort of it makes my brain hurt, as I said on the blog, because we look at the first team and we think maybe we're just lacking that bit of experience uh, in midfield in particular. And we've gone through this, uh, and I think everybody sort of uh, accepts that. And then you look at these kids playing. Uh, on Tuesday night against Wigan, and I don't know how do you how do you tally the two uh, between the, the the brilliance of these boys and the way they play and, and the, the the slight lacking that we have in the first team. Well, I, I think probably it's an issue where we've seen the kids play two fantastic games this season. There's no doubt the two Carling Cup games they've been outstanding. We haven't got to think that far back, though, to when they didn't have one of their better games in the same competition last season when we went out, of course. So I think one of the issues is that we tend to overlook the fact that they're probably not going to have consistency as part of their armory at the moment. But when they go out and play a one-off game like they did the other night, I think I made the point afterwards that the enthusiasm that they had. It wasn't a fault-free performance by any means. They gave the ball away on a number of occasions, but worked so very hard and so very quickly 
to get it back again. And that's what's kind of been missing from the first team in the performances, particularly at Fulham and at Stoke, when everybody was a little bit flat. There was nothing at all flat about this performance from the kids. And it was, as you say, great to watch. People would say that, okay, you know, they go into these games and there isn't a great deal of pressure because, uh, you know, if they go out and win, great. If they don't win, then it's, look, we were kids, they were men. Uh, you know, nobody can, uh, you know, say anything different than that. But there is an amount of pressure, let's say, when you're a 16-year-old boy and you're being asked to go into the Arsenal first team and play in front of 60,000 people and you know it's a chance for you to show what you can do, um, surely there's pressure there as well. Oh, absolutely. And I, I know the, the, I saw the article you referred to really from Gunner Blog when he said that. You understand what he, what he means by that. But they are under pressure for the reason that you say. I mean, these are guys who are, by the, the, the measure of their talent, are close to first-team football and need to make an impression when they come in. They're also under pressure in as much as I made the point on my blog that they were favourites with the bookmakers. They were nearly two-to-one on favourites, a bunch of kids to beat a premiership side. Mm. That's how highly they're regarded. So, yes, there is pressure. They were expected to win that game, um, by by their peers, by the bookmakers, and although we would give them a, a lot more leeway than we do the more experienced players, um, I'm not sure that eases the pressure on them that much. They wouldn't have got the slaughter that we give to one or two of the senior players had they lost that game, that's true. But nonetheless, uh, they're under pressure because this is the start of hopefully a great career for some of them. Um, yeah, I mean, and this is the thing, and and because we can give them this uh, opportunity in the Carling Cup, it's moved, I think, the, the competition from being uh, slightly irrelevant. And I think Wenger has made a decision uh, to use the competition, uh, obviously, to, to to further his his uh, youth pro- uh, project, but to give these boys a chance of playing first team football. And it's not just this season or last season or even the season before that we've seen young teams go out and play uh, against. Uh, top Premier League teams, and win games. So it's a hugely beneficial thing for Arsenal Football Club and for the manager to see uh, which player can make it, who's going to you know, deal with the pressure, who can uh, step up on the big stage. And you hear the comments from Ray Wilkins saying that Arsenal are undermining the value of the Carling Cup. Surely they're bringing a new value to the competition that for most people was, was practically irrelevant. Well, absolutely. He must, after the result that Chelsea had the other night as well, he... He knows full well he put size nine firmly into his cheek uh, when he made those comments. Uh, he wasn't alone either because um, on Sky Sports News, Phil Thompson was saying things like, you know, of that young Arsenal side that got six at Anfield that night, where are they all now? Well, hang on a minute. If you go back through the, the, the years that we've been playing kids, you look now, Clichy made his debut in that competition. Fabregas made his debut in that competition. Uh, yes, some of the guys that were playing at Liverpool that night, as an example, are now elsewhere and, and, and doing a job, for example, Hoyt Naliadier at Middlesbrough. You know, these kids have come on and made careers for themselves, maybe not all at Arsenal, but that you know they've, they've done very well. And, and for Wilkins to say what he did is an absolute nonsense. And I think if you were to ask the Chelsea supporters, would you have rather seen your kids go out and have a go at Burnley than watch the first team flounder to an embarrassing defeat? We know what the answer would have been. So we don't need to say any more on that. 
True enough. All right. Well, let's go back a bit from the Carling Cup because last Saturday's game against Manchester United was uh, probably one of the most important games of Arsene Wenger's reign. Things had been going badly. We know all about the Stoke game and, and, and everything that had gone before that. Uh, we, we pulled out a performance um, which in one way is, is fantastic um, because it was full of energy and commitment and drive and, and we we played uh, our part in what was a really, really good game of football. Scored two very good goals uh, and we beat Manchester United who are the champions. And everybody, I think, of course, enjoyed uh, the game of football and the result uh, despite the nail-biting final six minutes when they scored. But um, on the other side of that, uh, without, again, w- wishing to dwell on the negative, you have to ask questions of why they couldn't play like that in, in previous games um, in the season where the results didn't go quite so well. Is is it a case that this is a team that can maybe only really get themselves up for big games, or is that yet to be proven? No, I, I think that's a simple way of looking at it. I think there's a there's another route. I, I consider that if you have a side that comes up against them and plays against them, then Arsenal relish the challenge more, if you like, and play better. There's no question uh, from where I was sitting last week. United came and gave as much to that game as we did. Mm. They came with absolutely determined that they were going to come and win. They attacked. We attacked back. It was our day. Our finishing was better on the day, and that was what made the difference between the two sides. Where we've struggled, you know, you have to look at when we've not done well, Fulham didn't really come and have a go at us. They didn't have to play very well to beat us, but they, they didn't really come out of their shell and we didn't get in behind them. Stoke was something similar. We were, we were unable to break down sides that did the basics well at the back. And I think that's, that's an ongoing thing that's happened. That's why we've not really gone into a run of bad form. People will say the Tottenham game, the Stoke game, and the draw with Fenerbahce were three bad games in a row. But in actual fact, Tottenham, for 89 minutes, we absolutely murdered them. Mm. Fenerbahce, again, I thought we played very, very well, but we didn't have that finishing touch in front of goal. The only bad game was the Stoke game, where they really did... Um, they were limited in their ambition. Fulham were limited in their ambition, and we we tend we haven't got the speed of attack these days. I think that is going to break these sides down easily. Uh, I made the point after the second goal in the Carling Cup game the other night, where it was just Fabianski, Ramsey, uh, Vila, and then Simpson. The first team wouldn't have got that goal these days. You don't see any three, four pass movements Mm. from one end to the other. It's all beautiful football, side to side, triangles in, try and open up spaces in behind defenders. But it takes so long that we're, we're coming up against massed ranks is my take on it. I may be talking absolute bollocks, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think you have a very good point. But, I mean, isn't that something that we're going to have to learn to deal with? Because not every yeah. team is going tr- is gonna, is gonna to play against us. United come out and play football because they know they're a very good footballing side. And, you know, uh, on any day they can beat any team. However, somebody like Fulham or Stoke is going to say, well... You know, this is Arsenal. They're, they're going to play uh, really, really good football. So let's sit back. Let's frustrate them. And if we can nick a goal, then, you know, we make life really, really difficult for them. Yeah, so that's absolutely. something we have to deal with. Absolutely. I, I, I think uh, another point about and one of the reasons why we're not so good in those situations, you look at the midfield quartet that you took to Stoke and you think, hang on a minute, how the hell are you going to go and play for? 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Central midfield players. Where's the width coming from? Where's the, the, there was a, a, a lack of something there that you think when you looked the other night, well, okay, perhaps it's time in situations like that that you do give maybe Wilshire or Vila the chance or Ramsey instead of going with four central midfielders that doesn't work, hasn't worked anywhere. Well, uh, what a difference a week makes, nonetheless. Uh, yeah, uh, we're a wee dwelling on the negatives when it has been a fantastic week, isn't it? Absolutely. Really love both games. Yeah, absolutely. It's been brilliant. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow we've got Villa, who are a, a difficult side to play against at the best of times. Um, we had a disappointing draw against them at home last season. It was part of that run of draws. Um, obviously, the, the, everybody's spirits are lifted. Uh, but we've got to be focused and we've got to uh, we've got to make sure we continue uh, the kind of performance that we put in against United, against Villa tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And it, I think the most interesting thing for me is going to be what formation we're going to go with, because only having out of the recognized strikers, Bentner available, mm. do you go with 4-5-1 or there must be an enormous temptation now to give Carlos Vila a chance alongside him because he has done the business when called upon. Uh, I, I heard Wenger doing a, a press conference where he suggested that perhaps Vila might not be ready for the rough and tumble of the Premiership yet. Um, but you don't get much more rough and tumble than, than Boyce and Bramble, who he made look rather foolish the other night. So he's possibly under chance. I'd like to see him play in a 4-4-2. Mm. But, you know, if we, if we go with the 4-5-1, we've made it work, mainly thanks to Diaby, uh, who has been quite a revelation in, in that role just behind Bentner. So uh, hopefully they'll have the form, they'll have the spirit that will carry them through and get them the points. Yeah, let's not forget Vela as well was up against uh, Chris Morgan and Chums uh, yeah. for Sheffield United in the first game. Yeah. Mr. Elbows. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, Mr. Hollick, thank you very much for your time as always. It's been a pleasure and we'll chat to you again soon. Uh, that's terrific. Thank you, dogs. An absolute gentleman, as always. Thank you very much to the Holic, and don't you forget to read his blog, which you can find at www.goonerholic.com. Now, uh, will we go to the bar? The man in the bar? Yes, all right. Hello there, Yorkiner. Splendid good to see you. 100 hours, guest, eh? Oh, you must be so proud. Like Joey Barton's parents. 
Suppose you're pulling out all the stops in here tonight to celebrate the big occasion. We're gonna have a little snack, are we? Smoked salmon? Hmm? A bit of foie gras on Melbourne toast, perhaps? Some caviar? And then I suppose for the drinks it'll be champagne all the way. Oh, God, yeah. Wouldn't even be my way. Bollinger, perhaps? A bottle of crystal? Oh, what have you got there? Oh. Ah, some Aspie Spumante. And cheese and pineapple on cocktail sticks. You're a fucking class act, so you are. Don't ever let anybody tell you any different. So as it's your 100th, I thought uh, instead of doing a player history, we could just, you know, play some of the outtakes that have happened down over the years. Does that suit you? You all have a piece of that cheese. I bet you got your fucking cheese in Aldi as well, you cheap old bollocks. So Frank Stapleton came to Arsenal from Ireland, and... Mick, I'm telling you, if you don't stop making faces at me, I'm going to shove that point up your hole, then I'm going to kick you in the stomach and stand there until you puke glass out your nose, you fucking cunt. You just get him out of here. So, Kenny Sampson joined Arsenal in... What? What did I say? Sam... Sampson, yeah, take Kenny Sampson. Sampson? Sampson. Sampson. Sansom. Okay, okay. So Kenny Sampson joined Arsenal in night. What? He did it again. I don't know what's going on. Alright, here we go. So Kenny Sampson joined Arsenal in 1980. Oh, Jesus Christ. I just can't get it, I'm sorry. We just leave him for this week, will we please? No, no. Let's do Chris White and we'll do him next week. Wait, wait. Go home and practice. Well, this looks like a job for me, so everybody, come follow me, and you're going to do it and up your giddy-diddy-diddy with me, the man the bar. Bollocks. So Ted Drake was a fighter pilot in the URF, as well as being an Arsenal player. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got the giggles, and you can't do it. <laughs> that's tomorrow, and that's it for today. Uh, whatever it is, that's not right on the teleprompter. I can't read it. There's no words on it. There's no words there. What does that mean? To play us out. What does... I don't know what that means. To play us out. What does that mean? To, to end the show. Uh, right, right, right. That's tomorrow, and uh, we'll leave you with... Uh, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! Fucking thing sucks! So there are a few outtakes from the man in the bar on this Earthcast number 100. The man himself, Earth Blugger, is sitting opposite me, drinking cheap fizzy plunks straight from the bottle. He has the manners of an Argentine, I don't mind telling you. Alright then, until the next Earthcast, Earth Blugger is a cunt. It's true? Well, we'll have more from the man in the bar on Arsecast into the future in our three-digit Arsecast number thing going on in the future. So, uh, right, um, Fantasy Football, just to give you an update on the uh, Ars Blog Fantasy Football League on oleole.com. I'll give you the top five very quickly uh, in reverse order. Five through to one at number five on 607, Hoppo's Heroes. 610, Rock Warriors in fourth. Mistaken on the pound, 611. They're in third place. Arson's Red and White Army on 628. Uh, they're in second place. And Attraction 11, a little bit of a lead, 649. It's oleole.com forward slash fantasy football.
couple more info on that. A uh, couple of, uh, don't usually do this because, um, you know, it could turn into hospital radio kind of stuff. Uh, but um, some people got in touch to say congratulations on the 100th Arscast. Uh, they were uh, Malcolm, Arsenal Taiwan. Hello to you. Uh, Zebra Michael, different Michael. Uh, the Arsenal Labradoodle, who comments on the Arses, is uh, 41 today. So um, happy birthday to you, Mr. Doodle. Uh, and Mean Lynn from Arsenal Vision, who left a message on the uh, answering machine thing uh, to ask about Jack Wilshire. Uh, and a question I don't really have time to go through uh, today, Mean Lean. I, I apologise, but I'll try and get to that on next week's Arscast. Hopefully things won't be as hectic or, or something. But uh, his basic thought was that should Jack Wilshire get more time on the pitch? And, uh, yeah, I, um, I don't know. I mean, he's only 16, so you don't want to, like, burn him out or throw him in. But he doesn't look like a boy that, you know, cares whether he's in at the deep end or the shallow end. Um. And he does provide something a little different. He's somebody I'd certainly have on the bench week in, week out now, I think. Um, but whether I'd use him or, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. He's still only 16. So so there you go. A quite inconclusive answer to your question there. But thank you very much, uh, anyway, for, for getting in touch. Now, um, it is getting into winter. And uh, winter is cold. And there are various things you can do to protect yourself from the cold. You can wrap up warm, wear a big jacket, stay inside, light a fire, light yourself on fire. I don't advise anybody to do that one. Another way you can protect yourself from the cold is to wear a lovely cashmere scarf, such as the type that uh, Savile Rogue provide. Uh, and between now and Christmas, on every Arscast, I've got one to give away, very kindly. Uh, thanks to the people from SavileRogue.com. Um, so... To win this scarf this week, you just have to answer the following question and send an email. Uh, the question is as follows. Jay Simpson scored two goals for Arsenal in the Carling Cup on Tuesday night. In the 1970-71 season, we had a player called Simpson. What was his first name? Was it A, Arthur Simpson? Was it B, Peter Simpson? Or was it C, Trevor Simpson? All you have to do is tell me the right answer in an email to arscast at arsblog.com. That's arscast at arsblog.com. Now, the random number generator will do its thing. So it will. And then uh, I'll announce the winner on next week's show. And as well as that, Savile Rogue, if you buy a scarf from them, if you uh, check out and use the code arsblog, you get yourself a 10% discount. Not too shabby at all. Now... A man who appeared on the very first Irish cast was Arson Wenger Hawkins. Here he is. Hello, everyone. I am just popping in briefly to celebrate the 100th Irish cast. As you may remember, I appeared on the very first episode, and I spoke about what I would do if Stephen Hunt of Reading broke my skull like he did to Peter Check. Suffice to say, it involved implements being inserted into his anus, amongst other things. Even to this day I stand by that. So, 100 hours casts. I wish I could say it was a contribution to society to match that of other great artists, like Michelangelo, David Bowie, or Brian McFadden, but it's not. Quite frankly I don't understand how nobody has killed our slugger yet, the tedious prick. Although, I suppose there are many more people who deserve to die before him. Such as... Didier Drogba, John Terry, Cristiano Ronaldo, John Terry, Phil Collins, Wally, the little cunt, 
My nurse who keeps putting her finger up my hole when she gives me a bath. What's the point? I can feel a thing. Princess Diana. And John Terry. And John Terry's family. And friends. And anyone who has met him, just to be sure. So until they're all gone our slacker should be safe. But I will stay in my underground lair thinking of imaginative ways to do it when the day finally comes. I think it will involve hedgehogs covered in AIDS. Oh yes. Hello, this is Emmanuel Adibayor. Wanna wish Iceblog all the best for 100 Icecast? It's great achievement to make 100 Icecast. And if I can give some advice because Adibayor like to give advice, like I do to Jay Simpson the other night, I tell him, if you want to score a goal, all you have to do is hit it on target and pass the goalkeeper. Not in the post or the bar, or over the bar, or beside the post, or beside the other post, or into the keeper. All you need to do is make sure the ball go over the line, into the back of the net. That's how you score a goal. So for Iceblog, the advice I like to give, of course, is to get up in the morning and write the blog. That's it, you type it, and then you click publish. And that's how you write the blog. So keep on writing the blog, Iceblog. For now, I leave you with a traditional song from my home country. Who knew that Togo had such a rich and colourful musical tradition? Not me. Not me, that's for sure. Uh, so, Aston Villa tomorrow, and a hugely important game. Not that every game isn't important, but this one uh, takes on a bit more significance because we had that great result against Manchester United last weekend. It will all have been for naught unless we can keep things going and take the three points against Villa. It's not going to be easy. Villa are a decent side. Martin O'Neill has done good work there, and uh, they've got dangerous players. Carew, Arsenal fans know... Uh, the damage he can do, whether it's uh, a goal or whether it's to somebody like Kleb's ankle with a nasty challenge. He's a he's a big lummox of a cunt of a fella. Uh, and he's dangerous. He'll give our centre-halves a, a bit of trouble if he plays. If he doesn't, they still have some quality in Agbon Lahore and Young. Uh, and uh, at the back, they're very solid, as we know. So it's going to be a difficult game. Uh, we're going to have to go into it with the same intensity and the same sort of commitment and passion that we showed against Manchester United. And I think, to be honest, that if this team was to play like that, I know it's a big game and you're up more for but if they could play with that sort of passion and that sort of commitment in every game, they'd be an extremely difficult team to beat despite the few little problems that they have. Right? So, um, fingers crossed that... Um, We've reached a bit of a watershed last weekend with, with uh, the Manchester United game. Uh, the team news is, of course, that uh, Almunia is uh, going to have a fitness test. He's 70-30 after receiving a kick in the head by Michael Carrick. He was brave to come out uh, at Carrick's feet, and he got a good kick in the noggin. So he's 70-30. Adi Bayor is having a fitness test, amazingly. I thought he was going to be out for a bit longer than that. Uh... Who else is out? Robin Van Persie is out, of course, uh, because he's suspended. And also out injured is Abue. Now it's time to be at home with Emmanuel Abue. Oh, yeah. Welcome to my home. I am Abue. Abue likes spectacle. Top three Abue spectacle. Number one. Bifocal. A boy think eyeglasses, which corrective lenses contain regions of two distinct optimal power, one of mankind's greatest invention. Number two, John Lennon glasses. Remind a boy every day to send thank you card to Mark Chapman. Number three, a boy spectacle. 
X-ray specs. Cause a boy like to look at lady knickers. <laughs> you go now. Tune in next week for more At Home with a Boy. Oh, baby. Other absentees, of course, are the long-term ones. Eduardo, who we saw on the bench during the Carling Cup game, sitting there beside Adi Bayor, and he is due back uh, quite soon. So uh, that's something to look forward to. And there was news of Thomas Rosicki as well, who'd had an operation, um, some kind of surgery, and they've actually put a time frame on his uh, return, which we haven't had. Uh, and I suppose that's a bit more encouraging because uh, the thought was that the longer it went on, the longer we got no information about when he might come back, the more you know, unlikely it was that we were ever going to see him again. So six to eight weeks, reckons Arsene Wenger. But, um, you know, uh, we won't uh, hold our breath for that one. But fingers crossed he can get himself fit. So that's just about it for this week's Arsecast. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to the ones that have come previously, however many of them you have managed to uh, get your ears around. So uh, I'll talk to you all next week on the blog, all weekend too. And, of course, on next week's Arsecast. Fingers crossed for the good result tomorrow. Uh, goodbye. Russia's greatest slot machine until Abramovich came along. Ra, ra, ra. Come in. Ah, Ray Wilkins, come into my office. Uh, why is it you are walking sideways? Ah, it is for this they call you the crab. I thought it was because you have infection in the groin, you know. Now, Ray, you are here because uh, these comments you make about Carling Cup. You say Arsenal disrespect competition, but Arsenal win with team of children against Premier League outfit. We play against, I don't know what division this crap team is in, with Lampard and these guys, and we lose. We pay them too much money, you know, Drogba, he have so much money, he think he can throw it at the crowd. Anyway, you have made the club look most stupid. You realize, of course, what the punishment is. Good, stay silent. It's better if you stay silent. I don't want to hear you talk. You just sit there and take punishment like a man. Now, I'm going to take out my Abrama cock and beat you around face with it. That's a good ray. Sit still. Your tears will only excite me more. Now prepare yourself. <coughs>
That will teach them to make Chelsea laughing stock. Oh, I have much blood on penis. Maybe I give Amy Winehouse a call. She liked that kind of thing. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 